the top HBCU programs in the nation come to Montgomery, Alabama's Riverwalk Stadium this May 11th through 14th for the Black College World Series. The best Black College baseball teams in the NCAA Division II and the NAIA will battle for Black Baseball's ultimate pride. Games will be streamed live at www.mybcsn.net. Tickets are available now online at www.blackcollegechampionships.com. The Road to Montgomery is brought to you by Bob James, attorney at law. The city of Montgomery. Tuskegee Federal Credit Union. The Montgomery Biscuits. And... Yeah, straight from Alabama. This beat is from Youngstown. Was on your hiatus. Watch me and woken up up. Now the industry was hurting, but I didn't bandage the rope. Now I got too sick with it. Now we done found us in a broke sound. Look, I'll be tearing the speakers up and we shaking the whole ground. Found pros in this profession. We calling that profound. Studio in every city. I'm calling that yo town. Some of these words that I'm using make me want to throw down. But I got humbled in my veins and learned to tone it down. Major league when I'm pitching. I'm needing the pitches, man. Take the room with my powers and knocking the pitches down. Trying to teach you business first and put your pitches down. Yeah. Major, 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 Welcome to episode two of the Road to Montgomery podcast, exclusively right here on the Black College Sports Network. Joining me once again today is Michael Coker of the Black College Nines. Michael, how are you doing there, my brother? All right. How about yourself, AD? I'm glad you got me on board. And I'm always doing good when I'm here uh, doing podcasting baseball podcasting talking black college sports and everything like that so uh this is what's going to happen today here's the rundown of the show today uh michael and i going to open up and talk about some of the players that you need to watch for that will be potentially playing in the black college world series then in segment two we will have Gavin King. Gavin King is a local attorney there in the city of Montgomery. He's one of the uh, boots on the ground, as I like to call him, for the Black College World Series, a great contributor to the Black College World Series. And he's going to give us an update from the Montgomery perspective. Then, just like last week in part three and part four of the podcast, we'll go through the individual teams so that we can discuss who's going to potentially be there, how, why, and what they need to do to get in and what they need to do, what what they can't do to wind up losing out. So before we go go any further, I want to tell you guys to log on to www.blackcollegechampionships.com. That is where you need to go to purchase your tickets for the Black College World Series, which will occur May 11th through 14th in Montgomery, Alabama at Riverwalk 
Stadium. Can't call it historic Riverwalk Stadium yet, Michael. The venue is only about 15 years old, but it's a tremendous venue to be playing black college baseball at. So, Michael, without further ado, tell us about some of the names that the fans in Montgomery or those who are tuned in on the Black College Sports Network should be looking for in the Black College World Series, some of the individual players that we need to keep an eye on. Well, A.D., I'm glad you asked me that because I got two fresh from two different teams with two different styles of play, and they're the next up-and-coming HBCU baseball stars. Uh, from Florida Memorial, you have Isaiah Esperante Santos, freshman pitcher, left-handed. <laughs> Say, 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 that, say, say that name again for for those who may have because it, it is a Hispanic name and some of us have trouble with Hispanic names. Because say that last name once again, we want to make sure we give him his proper credit. Isaiah Espiratus Santos. Espiratus okay. Santos. Okay, and where is he from? Where is he from? He's from New Jersey. But he, he, he's, a, he's an East Coast kid by way of New Jersey. He is a freshman left-handed. He's 6'4", and he throws hard. Now, he's had two major wins, and those wins came against two ranked teams. Last weekend, he upset the number seven team in the nation with 10 strikeouts, in, all in relief. In February, he struck out, at the time they were ranked number 19, Warner with nine strikeouts, and he's a shutdown reliever. And then there's Miguel Oropanza from Talladega, freshman catcher. He's batting 500, which is third in the nation, and he has five home runs and 42 runs batted in, which is third in the uh, uh, Southern State Conference. These are two freshmen. Keep these two guys in mind as we move forward to 2022 to, to finish out the season in 2023. So are they freshmen or are they pre-sophomores by now, Michael? No, these are true freshmen. I got you. First time on you. campus, first time in uniform. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, now you went through some uh, freshmen. We got any upperclassmen that we need to keep our eye out on, Michael? Well, one, there, I have two for you, but uh, there's just there's one upperclassman, and he's uh, Jose Santiago from uh, Savannah State. He has a 2.79 earn run average. In 11 games started, he has won eight games. He is seven and seven and uh, 71 innings pitched. He has recorded 67 strikeouts. He's a shutdown pitcher who uses every bit of the strike zone. Uh, sounds like Kyle Hendricks to me. Uh, major League Baseball player who didn't throw hard, but he used every bit of the strike zone. This is who Santiago is. And that he's got Savannah State ranked not only in the HBCU top polls, but nationally as well. And then there's the freshman, another freshman, Michael Archer. Michael Archie is from Miles. Uh, he's batting 370 in 32 games. 10 home runs for a freshman. His 43 runs batted in. He's putting a, a, a meat on the ball. He's driving it to the field. He's just a freshman, and he's another big kid. He's 6'4". 
And what position does he play? Where they get these these big kids from? I don't know. What position does he play at 6'4"? He's he's an outfielder, uh, good outfielder, good stretch range. Uh, He spent some time at first base, but his his natural position is in the outfield. He has a chance to, as the season plays out, make our our list of um, top outfielders that we we have. We call it the no-fly zone outfielders. He has a chance to be a no-fly zone member. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. All right, so we've gone through about three or four, four actually four players that we need to keep an eye out on as fans. So, Michael, unfortunately, only eight teams will make it to Montgomery. So what about some of the names that we will not see in Montgomery playing ball for the Black College World Series? Um. Keep an eye out. I'm asking everyone to keep an eye out on the kid from Benedict College. He has a chance to break a long-standing record, a stolen base record. The current record is at 96. Brandon O'Connor is at 76. He is 20 steals away from tying the record or breaking it. Uh, He's batting 434, one home run, 47 runs batted in. He has stolen bases against top-rated catchers. In one game, in a four-game series, he had eight steals. And the catcher got so frustrated, he said, dang, that kid is fast. Then the next series, a three-game series against Lane, he ended up stealing 11, 11 bases. Uh, keep an eye out on Brandon O'Connor. He's a speedster. Uh, in 2019, he was crowned the stolen base champion by the NCAA. I think it's going to happen this year, and he's got nine games to break that record. All right. He's got nine games to break that record, and those nine games are had two games today against Payne. Don't have the results uh, for those games in yet. He's got weekend series against Edward Waters. That'll be a three-game set against Edward Waters, and all those games are at home. Matter of fact, looking at his schedule, the rest of his schedule is – at home in Columbia, South Carolina at Tiger Field. Got a game next Tuesday against Claflin. And then he ends the season against uh, one of the top-rated teams in HBCU baseball and uh, nationally nationally ranked. Well, they were nationally ranked. We'll see how that uh, how that pans out after uh, this, this past weekend series, Savannah State Tigers. So... Uh, Anyone else that you want to get? How about somebody on the NAIA level, Michael? Um, Michael Rounds, Payne, veteran, been there a long time. Logged some major innings this year. It's unbelievable this kid can throw hard. Uh, I mean, he's, he's, he's gone um, 122, 123 innings. Didn't want to come out. Doesn't want to come out of any of the games he's thrown. Five and two. Uh, he's been there a while. Uh, it's time for Major League to uh, start looking his way. Uh, he's, he's, he's got what it takes. All he needs is that chance. All right, Michael. Uh, any other last news and notes that you want to get off in this news and notes section there? Montgomery is the place you want to be. Like the Beverly Hillbilly said, you want to load up your truck? And head to Montgomery. <laughs> May 11th to the 15th. 
there you go and there you have it head to montgomery and make sure you join us at the black college world series black college world series once again will be held at riverwalk stadium may 11th through 14th so with that being said we are going to take a break and when we come back from the break we will have Gavin King, Gavin King, from right there in Montgomery to tell us about the, uh, the Black College World Series and the happenings that are occurring in Montgomery, Alabama. You are listening and watching The Road to Montgomery exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. We'll be right back. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. right y'all the black college baseball championship series is back the black college world series return may 11th through 15th to a place where so much black history has been made montgomery alabama to the home of the montgomery biscuits that's right riverwalk stadium downtown montgomery alabama the cries have been heard and Black College Championships LLC is here to answer the call. No longer will the poll determine our champion as the top baseball teams from NCAA Division II and NAIA meet on the field for Black College Baseball Supremacy. For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. Major. The Road to Montgomery is brought to you by Bob James Attorney at Law, the City of Montgomery, Tuskegee Federal Credit Union, the Montgomery Biscuits, and the Central Alabama Sports Commission. It's never too early to plant the seed. Mm -hmm. 
my bad. This is what happens when you try to produce and uh, host a podcast at the same time. We are back on the Road to Montgomery podcast. AD Drew here along with Michael Coker. And we are here with our boots on the ground in Montgomery, Mr. Gavin King. My brother Gavin, how are you doing on this fine evening? Man, uh, I'm pretty good. I, I took in about an hour of T-ball. Uh, and as we sit here right now, my, my hometown Alabama State Hornets are up a run on Auburn just down the road. So uh, maybe maybe by the time I get off of this, I'll catch the last couple of innings of that. Uh, we're not going to keep you here too long. Definitely not going to keep you here too long. Uh, Got to ask you about about the T-ball because, you know, daddies love to talk about their kids and mamas love to talk about the kids. Obviously, T-ball, you don't keep score wins and losses. But where where did the game rate on the fun beater? Because that's what all T-ball is about, the fun beater. Where, where did that game rate on the fun beater? You know, rate it high on the fun meter. She's batting a 1,000. Uh, <laughs> Hadn't been out all year. Team's undefeated. Um, so... Right now on the fun meter, things are pretty good. Uh, we we got to learn before the next level that uh, it's really important to get from uh, each base very quickly because uh, right now we're kind of galloping and lollygagging. Uh, so if there were tag outs, we'd probably be in trouble. Uh, we're not we're not really a speedster on the base paths yet, um, but well on our way. Uh, and I'll tell you, you say there's no keeping score in T-ball, but there is a league in Montgomery where they keep score. Uh, our, our friend Brendan Porter, his son, plays score to T-ball in a different league, and apparently uh, it gets pretty competitive. But uh, we're still in the old-fashioned, no score, everybody gets on base. Good. I, I know back during my T-ball days when my kids were of that age, you know, my goal was that, was to make sure they just went out there picking up grass and rocks. So that was that. Right. that's what made me happy as daddy right there. No, you know, no grass, no rocks. Yeah, no grass, no rocks, no tears. Everybody gets their Capri Sun and their chips at the end of the game. You know, that, that's all you can hope for. Hey, that's all we played for was the snacks. But now we're playing for more than snacks uh, May 11th through 14th right there in Montgomery at Riverwalk Stadium. So, uh, Michael, I mean, Michael, Lord Jesus. Gavin, give us an update on but on what's, what's happening in, in Montgomery on the boots on the ground and the pulse of the community there in Montgomery as far as this event is concerned. Yeah, we're still building a lot of excitement here in Montgomery. Um, we have obviously got gracious host in the Montgomery Biscuits. Uh, I was just over at Riverwalk Stadium uh, just a couple days ago. They're excited about hosting us. Um, they're excited about the time we're gonna get to spend down there. Um, we're, we're working with a lot of local partners who are uh, providing meals to teams. Um, they're all excited about welcoming our eight uh, baseball teams yet to be determined institutions to Montgomery. Uh, and um, our, our kind of core uh, kind of Montgomery committee is excited about uh, volunteering and um, you know, have an opportunity to serve all of our players and coaches and fans and teams when they come to the capital city uh, in just a few weeks here. Michael. Well, Gavin, how has the community wrapped around the World Series? Uh, will we see a big part of the community, not just at the game, but uh, in, in engaging themselves 
with the fact that the World Series is in Montgomery because Montgomery, the world will be watching. Yeah, we've got uh, tons of people who um, are just hearing about the event are very excited about that. I think uh, regularly, daily even, uh, talk about it. And there are more people who are excited that this event is coming. And so we're working to get the word out. Uh, I, I spoke today with um, a, a public school administrator who's uh, excited about getting uh, a bunch of his young people to the games. Um, and so uh, Montgomery and the surrounding communities are excited to be hosting this. I, I think I speak for on behalf of our community when I say um, this is something we're happy is here and we hope that it's here for a long time. So. Um, yeah, the, we, we uh, in Montgomery are accustomed to the world watching. That's been something about uh, our quaint city for quite some time, uh, sometimes for good things, sometimes for bad things. But uh, we're excited that this is a good thing and the world's going to be watching. Okay, you got to follow up, Michael. Yeah, one, one, one more question. Uh, is there any special pricing for kids? Uh, is there anything yeah. that mom and dad need to know? Uh, yeah, so uh, I know if you are a part of public schools, uh, you can, um, if you're a public school group uh, or a school group period, uh, for $13, you can get a ticket and uh, get a meal to come to ball games. I think that's an incredible, an incredible deal. Uh, and the Biscuits have been gracious enough to work with us on that. Um, and then uh, I think for uh, students, I think it's $5 to get in, to just get in. Um, and so we would love for students, youth to come out, $5 gets you in to see uh, some high level college baseball. And so uh, we'd love for as many as, uh, as many parents as can to get their kids out there uh, and watch uh, people compete at a championship level. All right, not, not Gavin. I lived in the Montgomery community, as you know, for, for, for many years, you, you live, you live there currently, but for people like Michael who are from out of town, who will be visiting the Montgomery community. And I know some of the things to do there, the history, especially when you're talking about the black history there in Montgomery, just for those people who are watching this, uh, here on YouTube and Facebook, tell them about some of the other things that they can do when they aren't at the stadium watching baseball, especially revolving around black history. Uh, yeah, th this is a city that is uh, steeped in black history. Um, it is uh, the birthplace of the modern day civil rights movement. And so for those of you who will be in our city for the first time, there are uh, many different sites to see. I would encourage people first to uh, visit uh, Dexter Avenue Baptist Church, which is the church where uh, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King held his first pastorate uh, and was the place from which uh, he helped to start and lead uh, the, the Montgomery bus boycott uh, in the 50s. Uh, also here uh, is uh, the spot where Rosa Parks uh, was arrested. And there is a life-size statue at that point that I pass by every day on my way to work. Um, there's also the Rosa Parks Library and Museum here that's open for tours. Um, one of the more recent, um, one of the more recent um, additions to our kind of tourism uh, here in Montgomery is uh, the Equal Justice Initiatives Legacy Museum uh, and the Memorial for Peace and Justice, which memorializes 
uh, all folks who were lynched in our country uh, in race-based terror incidents. And so um, that museum uh, walks through the kind of redemptive story uh, of the Black experience in America from uh, slavery to uh, mass incarceration is the way they, they bill it. And um, it's a very sobering museum for anybody who'd like to like to go through it. And uh, I've been through it multiple times myself. And every time I'm there, I find new things. And so uh, those are just some of the highlights, uh, some of the museums uh, that I think about, the things I would say, um, kind of the lowest hanging fruit, the first things I would mention uh, when it comes to museums in the capital city. And a couple, for those who aren't familiar with it, a couple of those museums that he mentioned are literally walking distance from the stadium. And when I say walking distance, I mean maybe a block, some of them maybe about four blocks. And the ones that aren't walking distance are less than a five minute drive from the stadium. I would say everything that I mentioned is at least in walking distance from me. Now, I'm, I'm a young man. Uh, so my, my <laughs> knees, still, my knees, Your knees and back still work. Yeah, my knees are pretty greased up uh, and, and my back feels uh, feels pretty flexible. Uh, but for me, they're all walking distance. I've walked to all of them. My office is right next to the ballpark uh, and I've walked to all of them. The Legacy Museum, which I mentioned, is literally in right field of Riverwalk Stadium. Uh, it is, um, you know, if, if somebody really gets into uh, a home run, they might be able to hit the front porch of the Legacy Museum. All right, right. And uh, one last thing before I turn it over, Michael. Uh, some of these things are f either free or very low cost, affordable cost, family friendly uh, museums. You know, it, it, it's not like going to Six Flags where you're gonna spend two hundred dollars and still gotta buy a coke to go see these go to these museums. So, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Michael. Final final questions. Uh, please. Remind our fan base of the dates and where this tournament is taking place. Yeah, uh, well, the tournament is taking place uh, May 11th through the 14th, with the 15th as a potential day for, for rain. Um, and we'll get kicked off actually on the night of the 10th with a banquet honoring all of our teams. Uh, the All of the games, all 13 games, uh, will be hosted um, in the heart of Montgomery at Riverwalk Stadium. Uh, the home of the Montgomery Biscuits, who are uh, the AA affiliate of the Tampa Rays. Um, and so we, we want to welcome anybody who wants to join us. Uh, I love Montgomery, uh, and I think anybody who joins and gives uh, joins us here and gives uh, our city a chance for a few days will love it too. All right. Any, any final thoughts you want to get in, uh, uh, Gavin, uh, before we uh, get out of here and go to this next break? I don't think so. I think uh, just about cover it all. Listen, I'll say it again, though. Uh, Montgomery is a is a beautiful city, rich with history. Um, we're very excited for the Black College World Series to be hosted. We, we really do here in Montgomery believe that um, it makes geographic sense and historical sense for this event to be here. So uh, we want to be gracious and hospitable host. Uh, if you join us here in Montgomery, you see me walking around the park because I will be walking around the park uh, for the entirety of the tournament. Please stop me, say hello. I'd love to welcome you to our city and give you some recommendations on places to eat or visit. And there you have it, Gavin King, local. Do we want to call it the steering committee or hosting committee? Look, he the boots on the ground in Montgomery 
for the Black College World Series has been a tremendous asset to the team. And And I'll say this publicly, Gavin, we would not be here in this position without you, your effort, your leadership, and and the people who you've uh, recommended to be added to the team. So I want to publicly say that we 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 appreciate you and everything we and everything that you have done. And hopefully, we'll be in Montgomery for a long time hosting this event. I want to well, add something that. to that. I want to add something to that, Gavin. Uh, I think the world's going to know about you. I'm going to, I'm going to come at you. I'm going to come, and uh, I, I want to do a story on what it is you're doing in Montgomery and how it's affecting the World Series beyond Montgomery. Well, I appreciate it. That's very kind, and uh, I'm just just thankful to be a part of the team. Uh, it's uh, not too often that. Two loves for me, like the love for my city and the love for Black College Baseball get to uh, marry up in such a unique way. But um, two of my loves are are in this event, so I'm happy to be a part of it. And he and he got, had a chance to watch his third love play some t-ball today. That being his that being his little baby girl. So he this is just a love fest day. Gavin King joining us right here on the road <laughs> to Montgomery and. We will be back after these brief messages. And when Michael and I come back, we're going to break down. I think let's, let's start with the NAIA teams this week, Mike, okay? You got it, brother. All right. You're listening and watching The Road to Montgomery right here exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. We'll be right back. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. The top HBCU programs in the nation come to Montgomery, Alabama's Riverwalk Stadium this May 11th through 14th for the Black College World Series. The best Black College baseball teams in the NCAA Division II and the NAIA will battle for Black Baseball's ultimate pride. Games will be streamed live at www.mybcsn.net. Tickets are available now online at www.blackcollegechampionships.com. That spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Ooh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger that's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. Really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. There's a shot. shot. That might be. It could be. Right field. Grand slam. No. 
What a shot! That's how you get hot, young fella. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do and all you guys at BCSN. We really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. The Road to Montgomery is brought to you by Bob James, attorney at law. The city of Montgomery. Tuskegee Federal Credit Union. The Montgomery Biscuits. And the Central Alabama Sports Commission. We're back here on the Road to Montgomery exclusively right here on the Black College Sports Network. So, we're going to start with the NAIA school. So, Michael, first up is going to be your alma mater, the Edward Waters Tigers. Edward Waters University, formerly Edward Waters College. Big step up. And the baseball program has is, is really been stepping it up here lately. They are... Uh, uh, on a, they've won uh, nine of their last eleven ball games, including upsetting two ranked HBCU teams. Uh, they beat Miles last uh, the weekend before last, uh, two games to three, and then they turned around and swept the number one ranked team in the nation in Savannah. Uh, and this is a shocking because if you would have known whatever Waters was doing at the beginning of the season when they were three and thirteen compared to what they are now, they're 20 and 21. And what was said to me the other day from the Savannah coach was said that they're playing like they're exposing teams' weaknesses. They're taking advantage of everything. Everything that they th that was thrown at them, they ha have been able to respond. This is a, a pick-the-click. I'm going to call them the pick-the-click. If they make the Black College World Series, keep an eye out on Everwaters. Waters. Pitching All and right. hitting and stealing uh, is 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 putting runs across the plate. All right. So while Ever Waters has done good in those weekend series, the the midweek series midweek games has been with killing them. They had a loss last week to Thomas University. They lost on yesterday to Flagler College. This weekend they have Benedict. They should sweep that series. And then they have a tough one to finish up against and Albany State, the Albany State Golden Rams. Next up on our list, Michael, is going to be the Lions of Florida, Florida Memorial University. Let's let's get into these Lions quickly, Michael. Uh hot team right now. Great pitching, great hitting. Uh they started off the season, beat the number six ranked team in the nation. And then two weeks later, they beat the number 18th ranked team in the nation. And then the defense started collapsing. Uh, Coach Tito Burgos decided to tighten up, made some changes. And now they're on a winning streak. Uh, at this weekend, they took two of three from the nation's number seven St. Thomas team, a team that is known to put runs on the board and outscore its opponents. Uh, they got held. They, they, Ford Memorial won the first and the uh, last game of the three-game series. Uh, they got blown out in the uh, second game, but they responded well in the finale. They came back, and uh, kudos to uh, Burgos because he's, he, he's, 
he made mid-season changes. And now you're starting to see a team that is not only are they beating the ranked teams, but if you remember in Montgomery last year that they pushed Xavier to the brink of the championship. And I think that they are really prepared to uh, make some noise this year at the end of the season. And also, um, they're one game out of being in the Sun Conference. Uh, I would keep my eye on uh, Florida Memorial, Uh, not because they're out of Miami and it's always warm year-round, which we love down here, but uh, they're playing good ball. And you you can't ask for anything better than uh, when, when, when you're slumping, and you make wholesome changes, and then you're you're, you're putting up big wins. All right, they uh, let's see, they they won yesterday against Ave Maria seven to six. Uh, they've got a big weekend series coming up against Southeastern University, and then they finished the season at home against Kaiser U- University. Uh, all right, Michael. So. Next up on our list is going to be Harris Harris State University from my hometown of St. Louis, Missouri. Harris Stowe uh, slumping a bit of late, Michael. Yeah, it's I don't know what's going on with the program. There's something happening in, in internal that they they don't want to talk about. Uh, it's making its round and it's affecting the baseball program. Don't know what it is, but uh, they, they they've gone in games that they have normally done well, and th- th- nobody's playing well here. I, I hope they turn it around soon. I hope when they turn this around, because that's a good ball club. A young coach, twenty-four year old, uh, Pernell Roberts, uh, former player, two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen. He was on the team that won thirty ball games back to back. They were one game away from going to the conference championship. Uh, he knew what it t- takes. He took over the program uh, right at midseason last year, and they did pretty good. They finished uh, the season strong coming into the season. Uh, they were like four or five games over 500, and now they're uh, six games under. So, uh, Speak, you know, speaking we, of we, speaking of Michael, they opened the season with with a six game winning streak to open the season. Then they had a mid-season streak where they took four of five. But unfortunately, Harris Stowe, the, uh, the Hornets have lost their last nine in a row. I would love to see a team from my hometown playing in Montgomery, but don't think it's going to happen. Payne College, Michael. Payne. Some people say they're surprising. I say no. They transitioned down from the Division Two into the uh, NAI, the NCCAA, National Christian uh, uh, College Athletic Association. Uh, Payne got some of his old players from back in the day when they played in the SIAC. Uh, well-coached team, uh, Kirby Marshall, won a national title while at Edward Waters in 2010. He's got some young players coming in mixed with veterans. Uh, started the season off, they're on a little bit of a, a, a losing streak now. They're 16 and nine. Uh, I expect him to reach that 20-win plateau uh, uh, in, in a matter of a few weeks. Uh, Payne, I would, I, I really would like to see them in Montgomery. I think they would uh, be a good fit to uh, upset some ranked teams there. Small balls Payne, is, is, is the game. 
Payne had a doubleheader against Benedict today. Do not have the results of those games as of right now. And then they finished Actually, the season. Actually, that game will be played tomorrow. They have a doubleheader today against uh, Benedict. And they finished the season this weekend with a three-game set against Carolina University. So moving on to the Russ Bearcats. Michael, talk to us about Rust. Rust, if you remember, they were in the World Series last year. Uh, this year, they opened the season against uh, Mississippi Valley State, a Division I program in the SWAC. And they, all four games, they got beat in every direction. Uh, that was a turning point for them. Since then, they've gotten more wins uh, than they did last year. They have 16 wins. They're 16 and I think they're 16 and 12. 16, and, 13, and 1. Yeah, yes, that's right. That was that one one tie. And uh, what they're doing everything they can. You know, I'm a big fan of small ball. This is a small ball team. Uh, they're not looking to power the ball over the fence. They're not looking to, to uh, try to uh, outrun you to death. They place the ball where you're not, and it's putting up big numbers. All right. According to Russ' schedule, their season is over after their oh. doubleheader yesterday against Crawley's Ridge. Rust having won its final six games to end the season. Uh, so they will end the season above 500, which is a good recipe to get into the Black College World Series. Next, next up, Michael, is going to be the Tornadoes of Talladega. What can you say about an HBCU program that plays 20 to 25 games against top-ranked teams across the nation? What can you say about the, the, the strength of their schedule is, is unparalleled. You can't touch it in any Division II, Division I, and NAIA program. Uh, Doming uh, Marcos Dominguez, the head coach, good recruiter. He gets guys, these guys come in and they bust their tail for him and it shows every year. They have this one saying, and I'll be quick about it. Their one saying is, we want to tank on the ranked teams because that's how we like it. I got you. I got you. Well, they had a big series today. Again, uh, well, they had a single game against Miles today. They have Loyola this weekend, and they finish up the season next weekend. Well, excuse me. They got a big week against Reinhardt next week and finish the season against William and Carey. Our last NAIA before we go to break, Michael, is going to be Zula Gold, Xavier of New Orleans. I'm, I'm a little shocked that uh... – uh, they, they're, they're two games below 500. I'm, I'm a little shocked on that, knowing that I know the coach, uh, Adrian Holloway. Uh, I, I know that they've had some rainouts, but I, this, this team is loaded. I thought that maybe they would, uh, be right in at the top of the pack in the Red River Athletic Conference, one of the most rugged NAIA conferences in, in the nation. Uh, but, you know, I know Adrian, he's going to probably write this ship. Uh, going into, uh, if they make the conference, there's a good chance that they could upset some teams. They haven't played their best baseball yet. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. Well, j just suffered a loss to 
Loyola of New Orleans, which dropped them to uh, 16 and 20 overall. They'll get back to 500 over the next couple of days. We've got a three-game set against Jarvis, which they should sweep. We've got Arkansas Baptist on Tuesday. But they finish up the season against Louisiana Christian, which will be a real tough game for them to uh, – to finish up the season against. All right, Michael, what we're going to do, we're going to take a break right here. We are going to, then we'll come back with the, N excuse me, the NCAA teams to watch out for on the road to the Black College World Series. You listen to watching the road to Montgomery exclusively here on the Black College Sports Network. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality, cigars plus personal customer service slow burn is waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com that's www.slowburnwaco.com for 200 years montgomery alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. The top HBCU programs in the nation come to Montgomery, Alabama's Riverwalk Stadium this May 11th through 14th for the Black College World Series. The best black college baseball teams in the NCAA Division II and the NAIA will battle for black baseball's ultimate prize. Games will be streamed live at www.mybcsn.net. Tickets are available now online at www.blackcollegechampionships.com. That spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Ooh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger. That's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. You really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. There's a shot. shot that might be. It could, yeah. could be. Right field. Grand slam. What a shot. That's how you get hot, young fella. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. And all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. The Road to Montgomery is brought to you by Bob James, attorney at law. The City of Montgomery, Tuskegee Federal Credit Union, the Montgomery Biscuits, and the Central Alabama Sports Commission. From Welcome back to The Road to Montgomery. Exclusively right here on the Black College Sports Network. A.D. Drew here along with Michael uh, Coker. Michael, quickly, before we get into these teams, tell everyone where they can get uh, tickets to the Black College World Series at. Tickets are now on sale at the Black College Championship website. 
if you go to the website and you click on the link uh, that says uh, ticket sales, uh, you, you will run across uh, some some really interesting uh, uh, ticket prices. Uh, Thirteen dollars for uh, which includes a meal for the kids uh, from the middle school. Uh, they, their day tickets and all day tournament pass is eighty dollars. I think that's a great price. Uh, day passes range from fifteen dollars. Um, and then there are lawn seats for the kids. So if you want to see a first championship event, go to Black College Championships. Uh, you can order all the tickets you want. All right, Michael. Uh, one of the teams who probably will need to order tickets at the rate that they're playing ball is going to be the Albany State Golden Rams, Michael. So let's talk about these Golden Rams. Playing good ball right now. Uh, they're not a team that, that that hits for power. They're putting the ball in play. Uh, great defense. Probably one of your better defensive teams in the uh, SIAC. Albany State currently twenty four and eight. But Michael, let's be real. Everybody's going to be looking east this weekend. They've got Savannah State, and that's going to be for the SIAC East title that, that three game set they have against savannah state game one is friday at 6 p.m and the double headers on saturday begins at one o'clock so they'll be playing a double header on saturday uh yeah one o'clock uh, and then the second game will follow on saturday so uh nothing else needs to be said look to that matchup against Savannah to see who's going to be the number one seed coming out the SIAC East this weekend. Then they finish up the season with uh, Georgia Southwest and the way Edward Waters has been playing. That's not a, that's not an easy series that they're going to uh, finish the season against, especially when you have to travel to Jacksonville, Florida, uh, right there, Michael, just to face your alma mater. Yes. So moving on down the line, last year's defending champion, Go Big Blue, Bluefield State, Michael. What about Big Blue? Big Blue went through a, 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 a very rough schedule. Uh, Top-notch uh, team, uh, probably the toughest schedule they've ever had since the program uh, started. Uh, sh kind of showed some of their weakness. Surprising because they have good pitching. Uh, they got a good infield. They just didn't put it all together. And, you know, they could finish the season strong. Uh, kind of shocking that they didn't, uh, uh, you know, games they should have won, they didn't. And uh, maybe they'll write that shit, but I think it will help recruiting next year. Yeah. They, they picked up a big victory on yesterday against UVA Wise by a score of 16 to 11. They had Emory and Henry today. Got a big weekend series against Virginia State. You're going to hear that name in a few moments uh, this weekend at, in, uh, at, at Virginia State. And then it's uh, Petersburg, Virginia, if I remember that correctly. And then they finish up the season with Allison Lloyd and with, with Shepard. Moving on down the line, Michael, we have Kentucky State. The thoroughbreds. State, uh, they're, they're, weather's breaking, starting to play better, getting out of that cold weather, getting out of feeling chilly. Uh, they had a, a rough weekend against um, 
uh, that school down in a, a, a mobile um, a spring Hill. Yes, yeah, spring, spring Hill. And yes, yeah, spring Hill. And uh, Rob Henry, good coach, right this ship. The weather's breaking. Uh, normally, when the weather breaks, Kentucky State goes on a winning streak, and it's been their history. All right, uh, Michael. They have they have a tough one against Miles this weekend. Uh, Oakland City University, and then they finish up the season against my alma mater, the Tuskegee Golden Tigers. So moving on down the line, Michael. Those Miles Golden Bears, Michael. The other the other team from Alabama. Uh, obviously, we know that they will be playing Kentucky State on this weekend. What else can you tell me about Miles? Miles is a streak. Uh, earlier this year, they went on a 13-game uh, winning streak. Uh, the, the nation's second batch for the Division II uh, baseball programs. Streaky team. Uh, won some ball games. Uh, hit a ton. Defensively, they can struggle a bit. Uh, sometimes the, the, the games they should blow teams out, their defense lets them back in. But overall, this is a team that will score runs on you. Uh, don't matter who, who you are or what you are, they will find a way to, to plate some runs. And I expect them to do that uh, the remaining part of the season. Well, like you said, they won 13 in a row, followed by five losses in a row. Miles has won three of their last four. But uh, – not, not an easy road to finish up the season. They they had Talladega today. Results not in. Kentucky State this weekend. West Alabama in a midweek next week. And they finished the season down at Mobile at, at Spring Hill. So uh, Golden Bears, they're 21-15 right now. They'll either be close to 30 wins or they'll be below 500 the way that their schedule uh their schedule is, especially as streaky as they've been. They've been hit or miss. Savannah State. We mentioned Savannah State has Albany State this this weekend. Michaels, tell us tell us about Savannah State baseball. Uh, Savannah State is twenty eight nine, and they're ranked and the number one team in HBCU baseball. On there, also the uh, number eight team in the uh, National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association. South region uh, top 10 poll. Uh, bit of a losing streak. They also won 12 uh, ball games in a row before uh, they got swept by Edward Waters. I think going into this series against Albany, uh, I think that they uh, Edward Waters exposed uh, what they're doing. Uh, didn't handle bunting uh, too well. Uh, Edward Waters beat them in all facets of the game. I think that Savannah is going to uh, Albany's going to get exposed that. Uh, I think I'm going to limb and say, I think that Albany is going to take two of three from Savannah. Uh, but it's going to be a good series. It's going to be the winner that comes out of this series. It, it uh, takes command of first place. Yeah. And after uh, the, the Albany series, they have a, have a pretty e easy finish to the season, finishing up with a three-game set against benedict to end the season on next weekend michael don't don't rag on my alma mater here what, what can we say about tuskegee tuskegee always finishes strong towards the end of the season uh 
ever since Reggie Hollins came on as coach, that's his MO. That's his uh that's his makeup. Uh I I I I expect them to to make some noise. They make the conference tournament. Uh you gotta remember, he's got a young team. He's got a team full of freshmen. So they're really learning the collegiate game. And I think you know, Reggie will guide them because they've had some good wins this year. They beat a, a good Alabama. Um, um, uh, I think it was uh, Northern West Alabama. They upset a, a really good team. Uh, what, what has helped them was the preseason when they went and took and played Auburn. They got their tails handed to them, and they've been playing like a good ball cup ever since. I expect them to make some noise in that SIAC uh, conference tournament. I, I, I. I don't think for one minute that they may not make that second round. I think they will. And I think they'll, yeah. they'll take it from there. Tuskegee probably has the 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 greatest, the, the best, as they call it, a good win, the best win on the season when they defeated AUM, who was at a, in, ranked in the 50s overall when they defeated them earlier this season. Uh, still be yesterday, Montevallo today, Spring Hill this weekend, Kentucky State next weekend. Moving on down the line after Tuskegee, and we ha we'll go quickly through these two. Virginia State, Michael. Uh, good ball curl. Uh, low scoring game. You don't blow them out. They don't blow you out. Uh, how do I? How do I see them? I think they'll finish the season uh, currently where they are now. Uh, I, I think that they're uh, two or three years away. Uh, they're building the program now with the young kids. Uh, they used the transfer portal. Uh, didn't really load the program up because they, they set out the year, uh, an extra year because of COVID. And I, 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 I think that they're, they're starting to prepare for next season. Virginia State with a four-game set against Bluefield State. That's a doubleheader Saturday and a doubleheader Sunday. And Salem University next weekend to wrap up the season. Last team, Michael, West Virginia State. Uh, surprise. Really surprised. Uh, last year, uh, they only lost one player, uh, big RBI guy. Uh, last year, they went to the NCAA Division uh, two Regional. More was expected them to come in. Uh, but uh, according to uh, Sean Lloyd, their head coach, they're injured. They're hurting the entire infield is dealing with injuries. Uh, they're starting to get better. Uh, last weekend, they beat the uh, uh, number four ranked team in the um, uh, South, uh, I'm sorry, the East Atlantic region of the National Collegiate Baseball Riders Association top 10 poll. Uh, and then uh, it got them back into the uh, uh, Mountain East uh, tournament. They're one game out and they're one game out. So uh, if it gets a healthy ball club, there's a good chance they can, uh, finish the season and make the uh, conference tournament and, you know, win the conference again for uh, a second year in a row. West Virginia State currently in fourth place in the Mountain East Conference. They have West Virginia Wesleyan College in a four-game set this weekend. They should take at least three out of those four, if not all four. They have Davis and Elkins next weekend. Once again, they should take at least three of those four. But the University of Charleston that they have to wrap up the season is going to be tough for this particular team there, Michael. All right, Michael. We get ready to pick up this show and get out of here. Did you want to quickly go over the Black College Nines uh, 
rankings that came out today, Michael? Well, we might as well. The, at least, the, at least the Division Two portion of the rankings. The and for the Division One, the the large school uh, rankings. You can log on to www.blackcollegenines.com to find out where your favorite large school is. Uh, SI, excuse me, SWAC, MEAC, and North Carolina A and T. See who's see who's in that top ten poll. Quickly, Michael, go over the. Uh, let's go ten through one. Start start with your receiver votes and then go. No, we're going. We're not even going to go receive votes. Let's go ten through one. Uh, small schools. Quickly. Number coming in at number ten, holding that number ten spot is Talladega. Moving to the uh, number nine, Kentucky State. Entering the poll for the first time this season, Edward Waters College. Uh, West Virginia maintains in number seven. Rusted College is at number six. Payne drops down to number five. Uh, Florida Memorial moves up one to number four. Miles in at number three. Savannah State is your number two ranked team. And moving into the top spot for the first time this season is Albany State. Golden Rams. These are your top 10 for HBCU baseball. All right. Quickly going over the Black College uh, Sports Network computer rankings. Uh, top five in Division Two. Number five, West Virginia State, 121 points. Number four, Kentucky State, 140 points. Number three, Miles, 157 points. Number, number two, Savannah State, 168 points. And number one is Albany State. State with 175 points quickly going over the NAIA top five in the BCSN computer ranking coming in at number five with 123 points is Xavier University of New Orleans coming in at number four Edward Waters with 129 points coming in at number three Talladega 146 points coming in at number two Florida Memorial 161 points and the number one team according to the computers at the Black College Sports Network for the NAIA or the Rust College Bears. So there you have it. Next week, join us as we reveal who the eight are. We will reveal the eight teams that will be coming to Montgomery. And we're going to talk to the chairman of the selection committee. No, Michael didn't show, choose them. I didn't choose them. We had there was an independent committee that chose that will choose these eight teams, and we're going to talk to the chairman of that committee and find out what they discussed on those Zoom calls that they were having for the for the for the entire month of April. Michael, time to pick up this show and get out get out of here, uh, my brother. I appreciate you joining me once again here on the road to Montgomery. So for and also thanks to our special guest, Gavin King, uh, local boots on the ground there in Montgomery when it comes to the Black College World Series. So for Michael Coker of Black College Nines, this is A.D. Drew of the Black College Sports Network, and we will see you in Montgomery. We'll holler.
Yo, straight from Alabama. Bama. This beat is from Youngstown. Was on your hiatus. Watch me then woken up. up. Now the industry was hurting, but I didn't bandage the rope. Now I got too sick with it. Now we done found us in a broke sound. Look, I'll be tearing the speakers up and we shaking the whole ground. Found pros in this profession. We calling that profound. Studio in every city. I'm calling that yo town. Some of these words that I'm using make me want to throw down. But I got humbled in my veins and learned to tone it down. Major league when I'm pitching. I'm needing the pitches, man. Check the room with my powers and knocking the pitches down. Trying to teach you business first and put your pitches down. Yeah. Major, 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 major,